Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Welcome back. We are in Romans chapter 1, and today we will focus on verses 26 and 27. I mention this for those of you following along in your Bible. By way of a brief review, we have talked about the wrath of God that is revealed from heaven to earth, and that exercising His wrath, quoting Paul, God gave them over. Three times we have this phrase, God gave them over. What does it mean that God gave them over? It means God abandoned these people. And the reason God has abandoned them is because they first abandoned God. And we looked at several scriptures that demonstrate God abandons those who abandon Him. This is an horrific place to be. Imagine living when God has withdrawn from you. Anyone who truly knows God, even a little about God, and accepts this by faith, these people do not ever want to live without Him. Genuine Christian people within the sound of my voice, you cannot even imagine a day without the presence of Almighty God loving you, sovereignly and providentially caring for you, protecting you, and yes, convicting you of sin and of selfishness and of willfully participating in that which fractures your intimacy with Him. For many of us, if for some reason we miss out on that precious time in the day when we pray, when we read and meditate on His Word, and when we pay close attention, just being in His presence, if we miss this, then we are out of sorts the remaining hours of the day and night. But the people being described by Paul in Romans 1, God abandoning them, this does not bother them. Rather, they embrace it. Being free of God is their dream. It's a dream come true because they figure this gives them the freedom to live however they want without negative consequence. They unleash the lust in their hearts for impurity, and they dishonor their bodies with flair and relish. All you have to do is attend or see photos and video of a gay pride parade, and you will witness the unabated joy they have at being free of God. And we see this again when we come to verses 26 and 27 of the first chapter of the book of Romans. Join me, if you're not driving, at Romans 1, beginning in verse 26. For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions, for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. Here we have the second of the three God gave them over, verse 26. 
And God has given these people over. The Lord has abandoned these people to degrading passions. That is, homosexuality. Degrading passions are perversions. And homosexuality is a degrading passion because it attacks head-on God's created order. As we saw in Genesis, God made man as a male with male genitalia, and God made woman as a female with female genitalia. And God made them similar so they could be each other's companion and mate. And yet God made them different so they could marry and engage in fruitful and satisfying sexual intercourse with one another, from which children will be conceived, nurtured, and born, so the earth will be filled with people. Homosexuality perverts the created order and puts men in a sexual relationship with men and women with women. And this makes it obviously impossible for children to be conceived in the way God intended. But when God withdraws his presence, when God unleashes his judgment, then rampant homosexuality is the result. And we see that today in our culture. Same-sex marriage, the adoption of children by same-sex parents, surrogacy, and more. It will not be uncommon for those of you who are parents to have your children come home from school and tell you about their friend who has two dads or two moms. And this will all be considered completely normal and acceptable. In fact, schools proactively teach this as natural. But it is not natural. And verse 26 continues when the Apostle Paul starts with women who are homosexuals. This follows in verse 27 when Paul describes men who are homosexuals. And before we go through these verses, I want you to note something important and very applicable to our discussion. This is an insight on language. The English word women here in verse 26 is not the usual word for women. Rather, Paul chooses the Greek word that means female. Likewise, the English word for men here in verse 27 is not the usual word for men. Rather, Paul chooses the Greek word that means male. And why does the Apostle Paul use terms that describe gender? I agree with those who say it is because the words women and men indicate a certain dignity. It is like the greeting, now cancelled in many places I know, the greeting, ladies and gentlemen. That implies dignity given to women and men. But Paul does not extend dignity to those who practice homosexuality. Those who engage in these degrading passions have lost their dignity. Paul does not honor them. Paul does not give them respect. Instead, Paul is calling them to repentance. He is urging them to escape the wrath of God's judgment by fleeing to Christ. I find it very interesting how the language shapes what we take from the biblical text. And knowing the difference in Greek for the usual words for women and men versus the gender words for women and men gives us an important insight. 
Each and every word of Scripture has been chosen by the Spirit of God to tell us how God thinks, and clearly God will not affirm homosexuality, gay so-called marriage included. Dignity is not even extended here to those who practice such degrading passions. Circling back to verse 26, we should ask, why does Paul start with the women? He says, for their women exchange the natural function for that which is unnatural. Well, this is not a ladies' first policy. Again, this is intentional, and I agree with those who say Paul begins with the women because this was most shocking. In many cultures, the women are the last to fall into sexual perversion. The men go first, quickly and easily, but the women typically hesitate and only follow later. Even within our own culture, if you have been alive long, then you can remember how shocking it was when wives engaged in extramarital affairs. It used to be common among men, only later becoming common among women. The worldwide homosexual revolution began among men, but now, of course, has rapidly expanded to women. Lesbian relationships are very popular. Our old theologian friend, whom I have not quoted in a while, Charles Hodge, actually commented on this, quote, Paul first refers to the degradation of females among the heathen because they are always the last to be affected in the decay of morals, and their corruption is therefore proof that all virtue is lost, unquote. I know more than one homosexual couple, and out of the two, the first, by many years, were two men, living together who then married. The lesbian women I know, this was a long and prolonged struggle for them to extract themselves from heterosexuality into homosexuality, but they got there and now are also married. It wasn't that those of us who knew all of these people just dismissed the two men, them being gay, their lifestyle, their desire for marriage, but there was definitely a real shock with the two women. And I think it is true that when women fall headlong into sexual immorality, the culture falls and all virtue is indeed lost. In verse 26, Paul continues, for their women exchange the natural function for that which is unnatural. The term natural function there refers to sexual intercourse. And the term unnatural there refers to that which is abnormal. And we need to say this and affirm this. It is abnormal for two women to have sexual intercourse with one another. This is not natural, and this is not normal. Parents, grandparents, uncles and aunts, teachers, youth workers, affirm this with your kids. It is not normal for women to have sexual relations with women, despite what the loudest and most persuasive voices in the culture say or sing. We are making good headway in Romans 1, 
And next time we will talk about homosexual men. In this passage, Paul covers both women who are lesbians and men who are homosexuals and the relationships that they have with one another. So please do not stop listening now and come back soon for more of God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.